Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. Again, God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Thank you once again for tuning in to the weekly radio broadcast of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ entitled Victory in the Word. And for those of you that are technically savvy, you can visit our ministry on the World Wide Web at www.renkojic.org. Renkojic is one word, and that's spelled R-E-N-C-O-G-I-C.org. And I believe you will be blessed by the web ministries of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ. Not because we're Renaissance, but because Renaissance is talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And as we prepare for the word of God, let us pray at this time. Dear God, we thank you for everything. We thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the gift of life that you've given each of us today. Now, God, I pray that you would bless us as we examine your word to uncover as well as discover those things that you have prepared for our lives in the word. God, I pray that you would encourage and bless those that are listening everywhere, especially those, God, that are uh, convalescent at home or the nursing homes, for those, God, that are in the hospitals, those listening in the jails and the prisons, those even sitting at home, God, just trying to figure out what do I do next with this thing called life. I pray, God, that this word would release a spirit of inspiration and encouragement so that your people may live the abundant life that you promised us. And, God, I thank you in advance for the victory that shall be uh, uh, realized in the lives of your people today because of this teaching. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we want to talk to you today about a teaching that God has given us that has been quite inspirational and I believe it will be a blessing in your life. I will first start it off and simply give you the title of our teaching today. And our title of our teaching today is Don't Stop Praying. Don't Stop Praying. Life right now, my brothers and sisters, can get you to a point where you think that uh, it's not worth even praying. It's not even worth trying anymore. But I want to negate that today as we examine the word of God and give you what I believe is the kind of inspiration that only comes from the word of God. God's word is so powerful and God wants us to study the word so that we can then apply his word to our life situations. I look at the life of Jesus as recorded in the book of St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. And it talks about how Jesus was in a 40-day, 40-night fast. And Jesus was at probably his weakest moment because he was physically drained and he was mentally and spiritually drained. There comes a point in everybody's life where what we're going through and what we're trying to accomplish and the storms and the valleys we face, they can drain every life fiber out of us. But as we look at that passage of Scripture, the Bible said when Satan came to tempt Jesus, Jesus replied, for it is written. And then Jesus would proceed then to speak the word of God over his life 
over his situation and cancel the attack that Satan was bringing to him. And that speaking the word over that situation was nothing more than pray, praying to God who he knew would be his strength and his inspiration. And I'm saying the same thing to someone today. You may be at that point just as Christ was, that point where you've been stripped and drained of every ounce of motivation every ounce of inner strength and ability. But I want to encourage you today to don't stop praying. Begin to recite the word of God over your life, just again as Christ did when he said, for it is written. I encourage you today to make that proclamation, even though you're weak, even though you're tired, even though you're disgusted, even though you're ready to give up, have enough within you to simply say, for it is written, and then begin to uh, speak or, or quote Bible passages that cancel the attack of Satan. I'm here to tell somebody today that the word of God is the most powerful weapon that you can use when you're down and out to encourage you or give you the authority to cancel the attack of Satan over your life. And that's what time it is now, my brothers and sisters. It is authority time, time to walk in authority. And I know you say, Pastor McMurray, you just don't know what I'm going through. Pastor McMurray, you don't know how long I've been going through it. And all of those statements from a human perspective are so true. But if you're going to realize what God wants you to accomplish in this life, you've got to dig down just a little bit deeper and if you can simply just say lord i need your help god i need your touch that's why i preach and i teach the way that i do because i know that there is victory in the word today so i want to once again reiterate and share with you through the teaching today don't stop praying don't stop praying let's first look at that word prayer because that word prayer is one that um that we've been throwing around all of our Christian lives. But when you take time to really examine that word prayer, it's one of the most powerful expressions that God has given us as believers because prayer is the expression of our dependence on God for everything. It, in, in other words, it's, it's, it's our talking to God. We say, God, I've tried this and I've tried that. Now, God, I want to be interdependent upon you to help me make sense out of my life, out of everything I've got to face and everything I want to accomplish, God, and every expression of love for you, God. I want to talk to you privately about it in prayer. Prayer, then, is the sincere expression of your heart to God Almighty. If there's one place where God wants us to be totally transparent, and totally sincere, and talk to him like we need to talk to him. It's in his presence through prayer. Somebody said in the song, prayer changes things. And I'm a firm believer that prayer changes things when you pray to God Almighty. It's an expression of the heart. Look, God already knows, Matthew 6 and 8 says, he already knows what you need even before you ask him for. But God wants you to humble yourself Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in due season, 
Prayer is self-humility where you say to God, I know you already know, but God, I want to make sure that you know. God, I want you to know that that you are bigger than the problem, and the problem is not bigger than you. So often in life, when we face situations today, and y'all, we are facing, I know I said y'all, I'm educated and trained, but y'all just fit right there. Y'all, we are facing some things in our life right now that we've never faced before. Our economy is at a, and you keep hearing everybody say our economy is 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 horrible and indeed it is our social challenges are at a level that we've never seen before but i'm a firm believer when the things of this world try to cancel the plan of god for our lives that's when god rises to that level and begins to say that I am greater than anything you may face. And that's why prayer is so important because you're saying when you pray in a most sincere way, you're saying, God, I want to commune with you. I want to have your presence and your power operating fully in my life. Is there anybody want to experience God at a level that you've never felt before? And I must say something about prayer. There are two dynamics in prayer. There's that type of prayer that's a that's a connecting prayer. You say, Pastor, what do you mean by a connecting prayer? Meaning that when you open your mouth and you begin to concentrate and pray, you feel God in the midst while you're praying. You feel him in your fingertips. You know those kind of good prayers. You feel him, you feel him all down in your toes. You feel him warm in your heart when you know that you know that you've made a connection with God. That's sweet prayer. That's what you call that sweet hour prayer when you know that you're in touch with God. But then there's another dynamic in prayer that God has given me revelatory insight on. And that's what I call the intellectual prayer. And an intellectual prayer is not one where you show God how smart you are because God is not impressed with our smarts. But an intellectual prayer is one where you don't feel no connection. It's one where you don't feel nothing. But intellectually, from a spiritual perspective, you know I still must talk to God. Even though I don't feel him in my hands, even though I don't feel him in my mind, even though I don't feel God in my heart, even though I don't feel the prayer wheels turning on the inside of my bosom, I still have got to talk to God because if there's any way my situation is going to change, it's only going to change when God moves closer to me. And prayer is one of those dynamics that causes God to move closer to you so that you can experience his presence and experience his power operating fully in your life. Now, I've got to uh, pose a question to you, and it's a question many people ask. Why then must I confide in God or have confidence in God? Well, I choose to look at some a couple theological concepts wrapped around this word called omni, and that word omni means all. So you're praying to a God who is all in all, and then you tack a couple suffixes onto that word. God then becomes omnipresent, which means that God is everywhere all the time. Then God is also omnipotent, which means God is most powerful. He is the most powerful God. And then he's omniscient, which means God can do anything, anywhere. He can be everywhere at all times. And so you're in relationship through prayer with a God who can do anything, 
anything, who can be anywhere, and has the power to do whatever he wants to do. Oh, what a privilege it is to be in relationship with a God where everything that you need is on your knees in prayer. Everything that you need is uttered from your lips as you humble yourself before God and extend as well as open yourself up to the miraculous, life-changing power of God through prayer. Now, I want to talk about some life situations today that try to cancel prayer or that try to get you to stop praying. Because when the pressures of life hit, and I know everybody listening to me, you you have experienced it where pressure and distress is so great until you say, I just don't feel like praying. I've been praying. It ain't going to do no good. I'm tired of suffering. I'm tired of going through. I'm tired of the pain. And from a human perspective and from a demonic perspective, that's when Satan then wants you to not pray. But I want to let you know today that, watch this, that pressure of life is an indicator that your next step is a promotion in God. Yes, I said God wants to to look at the various scenarios or situations in life when they try to shut down prayer, then prayer backed up by the word opens up a blessing. So I'm going to say that point again, point one about why you don't need to stop praying. And this is why the pressure of life is an indicator that promotion is your next step. That's why you can't stop praying. And the word of God that uh, supports this point one is found in Psalms 118, verse number five. Listen at these words. It says, I called upon the Lord in distress. Right there, the psalmist is saying, even though I was distressed by things in my life, I still knew that if I was ever going to come out of this situation and this pressure or this distress was going to be lifted up off of me, I knew that I needed to call on the Lord. And there's somebody today, you're under a weight of pressure at a level that you never thought you'd ever be in before. I want to encourage you today, still call on the name of the Lord. It says, I call upon the Lord in distress. All right, here's the second part. And he said, the Lord answered me. And then the last portion of that verse 5 of Psalm 118, he says, and set me in a large place. In a large place means he rescued you and promoted you. Is there anybody today you're dealing with stress? If there's some way you can step tap into that realm of God in the in the instrument of prayer, I believe that your promotion is your next realm that you will go into, especially when you rehearse the word of God to cancel the situation in your life. So let me give you an example today. Oh, my time is winding up. Let me give you an example here today. When stress and distress hits you, instead of giving in to the human thought of being frustrated and disgusted, go grab your Bible. And open up Psalms 118, verse 5, and pray the word over your situation. And do it something like this. Lord, I'm calling upon you today in my time of distress. And God, I'm counting on you to answer me and to set me in a large place. God, I declare it and I decree it because your word says it. And I tell you something, my brothers and sisters, when you don't feel like praying, that's when you're going to get the best results. I'm going to say that again. When you don't feel like sincerely praying, that's 
between the possibility of the most powerful breakthrough could ever occur in your life because God rewards sacrifice. He rewards obedience. He rewards us when we press through what we're going through and touch him with the sentiments of our hearts. Even the next human experience, crying. All of us have cried over something that has occurred in our life, that has happened in our life. And I want to let you know today from a human perspective, crying says uh, you're at the verge of having a nervous breakdown. Crying says uh, that you're about ready to give up. Crying says uh, you're so overwhelmed by this and that or the other. But from a spiritual prayer perspective, crying, y'all don't hear me today, crying occurs just before a release of kingdom strength into your life. Most of you never have heard it. You thought that crying means that you're defeated, that crying means that it's all over. But I want to let you know today that biblically speaking, when we cry, but we still pray. Oh, did you hear what I said? When we're crying and we still pray, God does something tremendous for us. And I support this second point uh, from the Psalms as well, Psalms 138 and verse 3. What a powerful word. Are you ready for this? It says, in the day when I cried, thou answereth me. There that is, answereth me. And strengtheneth, and strengtheneth me with strength in my soul. Did you hear what I said? The psalmist said, he said it so clearly. When I cried, God, then you answered. The average person would say, when you're crying, God's not paying attention. You're not going to accomplish anything. But, y'all, when life breaks you to a point where you can't move forward, you can't move backwards, you can't move sideways, and you can only just lay there, stay there, and pray and, and, and cry, God still responds to the cry of your soul. Because it says, when you cry, again, for those of you just tuning in, that Psalms 138 and 3, it says, In the day when I cried, thou answereth me, and strengthenest me, with strength in my soul. And I like that in my soul because the soul is the inner portion of who you are. Amen. In other words, prayer and through prayer, God then moves down into your internal you and he begins to encourage you from the inside out. And I even got a deeper insight on that. The Lord will begin to minister to you because most cases you all, a lot of people right now, they're experiencing stroke. They're experiencing uh, aneurysms. They're experiencing heart attack. That's because things are under pressure on the inside. And God is saying, I will move on the inside of you. I will touch your heart so your heart be so your heart maintains a strong heartbeat. I will touch that that area where aneurysm and pressures build up, and I will reverse the aneurysm. God said, I will prevent stroke. God is saying, I'll touch the pancreas so your sugar don't go high or your sugar don't go too low. God is a blood regulator. He says when you pray anyway I'll touch your blood pressure and I'll bring that low pressure up high. I'll take that high pressure down where, right where it needs to be. The God we serve y'all will not allow a circumstance that is designed by the enemy to defeat you, to destroy you. But the God we serve when we cry out to him in prayer and begin to and, and literally begin to access that place of breakthrough through prayer that's when God can do just what God does better than anything else my time is almost up but I want you all to know something when you find yourself bothered bothered by the circumstances of life and you still again can't pray like you need to pray I want to encourage you 
keep on praying. Because when you are bothered, any of y'all bothered by something right now, when you're bothered from a human perspective, it makes you want to give up. But from a spiritual perspective, if you take a spiritual approach, just as Jesus did in the garden, when he said, when, when Jesus said, when Jesus, when he was tempted by Satan, he said, for it is written. Well, I want to tell you now that being bothered is a sign that you are the blessed of God. When we look at first Peter chapter five, first Peter chapter five, verse number six, it says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Watch verse seven. This is prayer. Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Verse 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your own brethren that are in the world. Sometimes, y'all, you can get so overwhelmed until you think, Lord, ain't nobody else going through this like me. God, nobody else is going through a trial or a temptation like me. I'm telling you all right now, everybody right now is going through something. If you're a human being living on the face of this earth, there's something that's trying to pull and distract you from your relationship with God. There's something you're dealing with that's trying to stop you from having faith in God. But I want to encourage you again. This passage of scripture is 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. Watch what happens in verse 10. He says, but the God of all grace, who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, he will make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. My brothers and sisters, I want to let you know that prayer works. James says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. I want to tell you all today, please don't give up. Please don't stop praying. Please don't stop trusting. Please don't start reaching to God. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, in the New Living Translation, it says, In his kindness, God called you to his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. Watch this, how it says it. After you have suffered a while, he will restore you. My, my, my. He will support you, strengthen you, and place you on a, on a firm foundation. That's what God is preparing to do if you continue to trust him in prayer. Now, I hear somebody say, but what if I can't get myself together and pray? What if I, I've, I've tried everything to get on my knees? I've tried everything to, to lift my hands. I've tried everything in the book to do all the things that you've told me. And all I can do is just stand in the corner and say, mm, 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 mm. In other words, what you're saying, I'm so broken and I'm so challenged until I can't even put words together. I can't even verbalize sentence. I can't even verbalize in a prayer what it is I want to say. Well, I've got a word for that as well. For when we look in the Bible, in the book of Romans, the eighth chapter, it talks about this very thing. I want somebody to know that prayer cancels worry and that same prayer will usher you into the presence of God for an inner peace that makes absolutely no sense. When we look again here in the book, in the uh, uh, Romans, the eighth chapter. Oh, my time's almost up. I've got, I got a rush. It says in verse chapter eight, verse number 26, it says, Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities or our weaknesses, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. 
My, my, my. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us, which groanings which cannot be uttered. That same 8th chapter and that same 26th verse in the New Living Translation says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our distress, for we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how we should pray. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words, and the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. My brothers and sisters, when you can't pray, the Holy Spirit is interpreting it and working it up for you and working it out for you. That's why I want to encourage you today. Don't believe the trick of the devil. Sometimes we think we got to be postured and we've got to be saying the right things, but a moan at the right time to a right God will result in a breakthrough kind of blessing in your life. And as I said earlier, I'll say it again. Prayer cancels worry, and that same prayer will usher you in the presence of God for an inner peace that makes absolutely no sense. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, oh, I like that, which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You can't stop praying. You've come too far to give up now. God loves you, my brother and my sister. I want to take in these next few moments and say a prayer for you now. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, I lift my brother and my sister before you. And God, I ask that you would bless them right now in that area of life where they need you the most. God, let breakthrough start happening. Let restoration start happening. Satan, I serve you notice now. Loose the mind of that business person now. Reverse what they're thinking about doing. God, let sales come up. Let the business come back strong. God, bless that marriage. Bless that family. Bless that person, God, who's worried about their job. Bless that business owner, God. Let that contract happen. Let things begin to supernaturally manifest in your health, in people's health, God, in people's family love, God. God, I just sum it up and say, God, please bless your people today where they need you the most. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday School at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel, and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.